Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. So glad you're here with us today. This is going to be either a wonderful show or a technology disaster. We've got microphones we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be showing microphones and things are already blowing up, so it's gonna be an awesome one. So thank you for being here. First off, as we get going today, a couple things I wanna just remind you about. The Visual Lounge is now only streaming on one YouTube channel the Visual Lounge channel. So make sure you go like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things you need to do so you're always reminded that the show goes live. You'll get new uh, reminded of new content. If you're a YouTuber, if you wanna go watch on LinkedIn, we love you over there too. Or you can always listen to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, with that said, we're gonna get going because I've got a lot to cover today because we've got microphones, 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 microphones. We've got tons of microphones. We're gonna be talking about different ones, but we're also gonna be talking about how to use them and how to use them well. So this, so if you're listening to the podcast later on, the one thing you should note that there might be a few small things I'm pointing out visually, but I'll try to describe those so that you shouldn't have to go and watch the video if you don't want to. So the other thing I'll say is if you're a live viewer, put in questions in the chat so I can make sure I'm being clear and answering questions because there's, again, a lot of things here to cover and I want to make sure we're being clear today and we'll answer all the questions we can. So, all right, we got a couple people. Garth, good to see you. Uh, Oz, Excel on Fire, glad that you're here today as well. So, where, do, where are we going to begin with microphones? Well, a couple things to think about. There are lots of microphones and I want to just uh, start off kind of equating that if you don't have a microphone, your first best step is to get a microphone. And we don't have to be super picky. Microphones have come a long way. Um, you can spend money on this. You can spend $50, $100. You can spend $500. You can spend $1,000. But really, I found that sweet spot to be around between kind of 75 to 150 If you get much more than that, it's like, are you going to really use it? Are you going to notice the difference? Maybe. You'll see uh, this particular microphone back here we're going to talk about uh, is when it was available. It was on the pricer side. But, you know, we've got things like the Blue Yeti that is very ubiquitous and we'll kind of show this off here in a minute, but you know, hundred bucks on sale, you can get a really good microphone or you can do stuff that's cheaper too. And the, the idea here is we want to talk about like what makes a good microphone for you and your purposes. And then how do you set that up? How do you make sure you're using it properly? So first and foremost, let's go through a couple of differences. One of the things you'll find that's really great nowadays about microphones, like this is an Audio-Technica 2020. And one of the things that's really great about it is, is it is a USB microphone. So literally just a USB cord plugs right into your computer. In this case, I have a MacBook. So I've got an adapter to handle the, the uh, it's not USB-C. Um, so the nice thing about that is plug and play. You plug it in and it works. It just, you can, you can basically just start using it out of the box. There's no other setup. Uh, that has some advantages, right? Because the best microphone is the one that you've got, the one that you're going to use. If it's easy, it's ready to go. There's not a lot of fiddling with it. In fact, uh, this Audio-Technica microphone, and we'll talk more about it specifically, has no adjustments to it. It is, you just set it up and go. Now, uh, also USB microphone is the Blue Yeti, and the Blue Yeti has dials and, and things you have to be aware of, and we'll talk about what those are here in a minute as well. So a little bit more. Now, the other type of microphone that we might you might experience, and, and probably USB is gonna be, for probably 90% of us, you wanna go USB because it's just gonna be easy and out of the box. But the other one, 
and I'm just gonna grab the cord for it, because it takes a cord, is the XLR cable. And I'll get this so I can block my face, maybe you can see it's got prongs on this side, it's got inputs on this side, male, female, male, female connectors. So the thing about other microphones, like this microphone back here, and I, actually I have a lapel microphone on that is also plugged in, if you have an XLR, this is not gonna plug directly into your computer and it's not gonna just convert to USB. You actually need to do something like get a mixer. So something like this. Now this is a beast of a mixer. Uh, this I borrowed this from our studio. This isn't not one that I use, but you can see there's uh, lots of, of knobs. I gotta reverse backwards here. You know, Lots of knobs and dials and all sorts of things that you can play with here because you are, you know, in this case, I'm gonna have, I have multiple inputs. For my main show, like the microphone I'm talking through you right now, I have one that is, it is tiny. It is one XLR input. But the XLR, you need an input. You need a way to feed that microphone in to your computer. Those, both of my mixing boards, the one that I borrowed, the big one in the back there that you're seeing on camera, and the little one, they, they convert to USB. But that's that's great. It goes to USB. Uh, they have different requirements though. Like uh, the one behind me needs power, so it needs additional power source. The other thing some of these XLR microphones might need, depending on the microphone, you'll have to you know read the specs. I can't tell you for every microphone. Is you need to have what's called phantom power. So the microphone's going to need some power. Uh, and usually that can come through the board. In both of these microphone cases, it can power the microphone. It's just a little bit of juice, a little bit of electricity, but you need that because if it's, we've had mixing boards that lost that capability and it really, it really stinks because then you can't uh, feed the microphone the power it needs to be able to, to act in the way it needs. Um, so Garth is asking a question already and I'll, I'll just take it right now. Is there such thing as a great headset for mic for recording? I have tried several, but the audio, is, audio always sounds tinny. Uh, Garth, I'm with you. I have not yet found the, the, the heads, headphone micro, uh, the headset microphone that works well. I've not tried a ton either. I think generally speaking, you know, it's based on the technology and what they're, you know, they're trying to find a price point that's going to work well. I, I find one that doesn't uh, work super, super well. So you might find, there might be one out there. I don't want to say never. It, it's not out there. It might be. I've just not found one that I like. You know, the one that I find that uh, actually works really well, and I don't have one right on me, is the old styled wired iPhone headphones with the little microphone that was close. Those actually, I've heard those sound really good at times from different people, but it doesn't look great on camera. And, um, you know, that's kind of hit or miss. But so Garth, great question. And uh, we'll, we'll, I didn't talk about headset microphones because I have not found that one this time. So, but we'll talk a little bit more about other options for you. Now, so that's USB versus XLR, right? You, out of the gate, we're gonna you're gonna buy a microphone. You got to make that decision. Most people, again, USB is the way to go. But from there, like, okay, that's a pretty easy decision. Then what? Well, you need to think about your environment. What is your environment? Because that's gonna change, and we're gonna I'm gonna here in a minute. I'm gonna turn on different. I'm gonna go through different mics, and you're gonna get to hear it. And I will warn you, I'm not like perfected the adjustments. So some of them might be too loud. They're, they're all a little bit different. So I got to tweak things as we go. So you'll just have to give me feedback if it's not loud enough or it's too loud. But I want to talk about particularly something because the Blue Yeti is particularly popular. It is, I mean, it's affordable mic. It's a great sounding mic for most people. Um, 
But what I want to share with you is a couple of the things, features on here that make it unique. Uh, but it's important to know about any microphone. Any microphone you have has what's called a polar pattern. And that's just a fancy saying way. Is how is the microphone picking up your voice? And where is it picking up from? Because there, every microphone also has a pickup. Now, that pickup is where the sound is really going to uh, be coming into. And what I see, like, just out of the gate with the Blue Yeti, a lot of people will set it up so it's like talking like they're talking into the top of it. And I'm not using it right now. I'm still using my shotgun mic. But they talk into the top of it. And that's wrong because that's not where the pickup is. The pickup is not at the top of the mic. You, you know, the, maybe the you want the late night look, right? And you're putting it there because it seems like it should make sense that you're pointing the tip of it that thing at your mouth, but that's not it. <clears throat> Excuse me. For the Yeti, it is actually on the front. There is a pickup on the front of the microphone. So when you're talking on the normal cart, what's called a cardioid or heart-shaped pattern, you're going to talk into it this way. Again, that lights that indicates the front. It's also the mute button. Uh, this is volume, a volume control for your headset. And so you, if you're doing a cardioid pattern, again, it's making like a heart kind of shape. You want to be able to talk right kind of directly into that. Now, the, the Yeti, and I'll put it up here and see if we can get this to focus, has multiple different cardioid patterns. And so you're, you can adjust this based on the situation that you're in. Now, I think hands down, the cardioid is going to be what most of us need because it is one voice in direct. But there's like a surround sound, there's two-sided, there's a left-right channel one. Um, and, and so, but every microphone has its own pickup pattern. My shotgun mic that I have right now, it happens to be a very narrow pickup pattern. And so you're going to want to make sure on any mic that you're looking at what that is so that you can use your mic properly. Because it doesn't matter if you've got a $1,000 microphone and you're talking into the wrong side of it, it's not going to sound as good. So I'm gonna try this. Uh, this is where things get a little bit dicey here, because uh, we're gonna try switching. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the Yeti. I'm gonna mute this microphone and turn on the Yeti. So give me just a second I, to do that. All right. Now I've got to be careful because this is really loud. I can tell from my inputs. I'm gonna turn the gain down. So if it's too loud, oops. Where's my gain? Okay. So here we are. Whew. Yeah, experimenting live. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, right? So I, I I have to make some adjustments. So that's one of the things you'll always do with any microphone is you're gonna want to make adjustments live, right? Like you're gonna want to listen to it, test it out. So I don't know if that sounds any better, any worse, but here I am. It's in the cardioid pattern. Now let's switch to the surround pattern. So now you can hear an instant difference. And now I can actually kind of turn this around and it, it's probably sounds different, right? It's hard for me to hear it because I don't have my headphones plugged into this, but all of a sudden it's going to get a different sound. It's probably picking up more of the noise in my room. Now let's try, we're going to try the two-sided kind of like a comfort. This is an interview mode. Now with interview mode, there's actually a pattern on the backside too. So I can... I can have both sides. It's going to pick up the noise coming on this side and my voice as I turn it. So that's another option. If you're in a room, a small room uh, with good padding, you can you can do that. You could you could do an interview with it. I'm going to switch this back. Hopefully that's not too much noise, and you can start to see. Okay, 
The pattern really matters in the space that you're in. Okay, I'm gonna switch back to my normal mic so we can talk a little bit about this. So I am in an office room. It's got lots of drywall, so hard surfaces. I've got windows with, uh, you know, just the kind of the blinds, nothing too soft. This room is not treated for really great sound. The shotgun mic does a lot for me it, it, because it's such a narrow pattern. It doesn't pick up lots of the bouncing, but if I'm in one of those other modes, it's not gonna sound as good. Um, there's some other principles we'll talk about to get better sound here, but the cardioid pattern, just be aware of what it's doing. Is it really narrow? Is it two-sided? Is it surround sound? Uh, and adjust accordingly. The best sound I'm gonna get though, is it when it's just me and my microphone. So even when I'm doing an interview, if I was face-to-face -face in an interview, preferably I have two microphones. So that's just, uh, you know, something really important I think to know about is those polar patterns. Uh, you know, just make sure that if you're like, you're listening to, to your recording of your audio and you're like, oh, it doesn't sound good. That's one of the places I would check immediately uh, because it can, it really does make a difference. Okay, a couple other things here, uh, thinking about settings. This microphone uh, also has a, here, if I can get to the focus, is a gain. This is basically the volume input. And I, I was playing with that. It's hard when I'm, I had it in the back, I was trying to turn it the wrong way. So I was getting it too loud and you gotta adjust. But the gain, if your microphone has a physical gain on it, that's, you can really play like that. That way you can adjust how loud it is. So if you're sitting further back or away from it, it's on your desk, so it's not picking up as well, you can adjust how much gonna bring in. But as you turn up the gain, one of the things that's gonna happen is, is you're gonna also say like, bring in more sound. So right now it's very windy outside in Michigan. Maybe if I, the gain is too high, you can hear that. Or you're gonna hear my laptop, the fan that's going because I'm running streaming software or a variety of other things that, that may happen. So you just gotta be really careful about, it's gonna bring in more noise, which either you're gonna have to use in editing to, something to clean it up or you're just gonna have to live with it. So be aware of the gain. Now, the other thing I'll say about gain, I think this is uh, important, is when you're using a USB microphone, even like the Yeti, even though it's got a physical gain on it, there is a digital gain in your laptop, whether you're using Windows or Mac. Of course, we happen to be, I happen to be using Mac here, so I'm just gonna, let me just show you this. This is just the, the settings. Uh, you can see I've got lots of microphones hooked up. Uh, but if I'm in here, and some of these, like this, this particular one device has no input controls. Or the Yeti, I can adjust the gain here as well uh, to, to, so I can control that. Now you wanna be really careful that if this is at 100%, if I slide that all the way up to the loudest, you could introduce distortion. And if you're introducing distortion, your audio is gonna be good and there's no really cleaning that up unless you've got some super high-end software that's like magic. It, distorted audio is super hard to clear up. So you're gonna wanna just be mindful of those input volume in your computer. So when you're going through your setup, check your physical microphone. Does it have a gain? Is it on the right cardioid setting? Then go to the digital piece. Even even in your, if your mixer, if it's in a mixer, it might not allow you to adjust this. My, I know my shotgun mic does not, but check this digital gain so that you can make sure you're not gonna blow it out. Now, this is also a place like, oh, it's, ah, it's just coming in too hot, too loud you can turn it down. If it's not in loud enough, you can turn it up. I, we used to have a microphone in the office. Um, 
And I don't know if it was just the type of microphone or if it was just this like one unit, Not it wasn't like a systemic problem across that brand or that particular product. Uh, but we had to crank that thing up to 100% to get enough volume out of it. It was it was frustrating, um, but you just you're, you're going to want to check that and be aware of what's going on on that side as well. So you know USB or XLR, check to see if that's an option. Check your physical microphone. Now let me let me switch to one thing back here, uh, and it's a little hard to talk back here. So I'm going to see if I can do this. But you can see here. I don't know if I can get this to focus. Okay, this microphone right here, this is, uh, you can see it's got some other settings on it to change decibel levels and it's a cutoff gain. We're not gonna worry about those today. That's a advanced kind of features, but what I want you to be thinking about is like, hey, do I understand my microphone? And if you, you look at it, I'm like, I don't know what that does. You have two options. You go look it up on Google. What does this do, <laughs> right? Why do I have the switch? Or you play with it and see what sounds best. And what you might find is that you have settings that are best for you that aren't the same as your coworker or your colleague or someone else who's using that same microphone. So you wanna be a willing to and able to adjust. So with that said, okay, we've listened to the Blue Yeti a little. Again, a, it's, a, it's a fan favorite for a reason. It's Blue makes amazing microphones. It is one that I, I can, if, you're, if you've got a hundred bucks, it is almost a no-brainer, right? Uh, you know, the other feature is you can monitor if you plug in a microphone. It's, you know, so it's, it's a great value. Um, for a long time at TechSmith, we also used this Audio-Technica. The Audio-Technica, I, I love, it's just, it's just so simple. There's no buttons, no switches, nothing on it. You just literally plug in the USB and there you go. So we're going to... Uh, gonna I'm going to listen. We're going to test it out. Again, this isn't mounted, so it's a little harder to to give you a full kind of preview of how it sounds, but uh, we'll do our best here. The other thing I'll mention is it does have on here a little label that says, it's hard to see probably, uh, but it says back. So you know if you're looking at the back, you're talking on the wrong side. So give me a second, I'm gonna switch to this microphone here. Okay, here we go. Now, in this I wanna teach you a principle. I, you know, obviously holding a microphone in your hand is not the way to do this usually. But I want to teach you a principle about distance. And the principle, we're going to call it, I heard a great speaker, and I wish I could remember his name. I've taught this principle for a long time, and I didn't have a name for it. He, he named it. He called it the Hang 10 principle. You know, Hang 10? Woo, yeah. Uh, thumb, pinky, put it to your chin. And this is about the approximate distance that you want to be away from your microphone. Now, there's adjustments you could do that. Uh, if you want to change the dynamics of the sound. Uh, so you can just hear this is the Audio-Technica 2020. I've not really done any adjustments. I've adjusted the digital uh, input. It's at 75%, so very standard. Um, but, you know, if I get a little closer, I can see it's I'm maybe running a little hot still, but you can change the way your, your sound is by just getting closer. The other thing I want to mention here is I'm talking directly into that pickup. If you're worried about that because you don't have a pop filter, one of one of it's like this screen back here. The the thing you can do because that's going to pick up those plosives. Pop, pop, pop. Uh, what you can do is you can turn the microphone just off axis just a little bit, and you're talking across it. So I'm not talking directly into the microphone, but what it gives me is less of that plosive popping, spitting. 
sounds. And and so just turning it a little bit. You don't want to turn it sideways because that sounds very different, I'm sure, than than this way. So uh, that's the Audio Technica. Again, super simple microphone, but uh, we have recorded hundreds maybe of tutorials using this microphone. So uh, it is one, it, it is really, it's, it's taken a beating and it keeps on going. This one's probably at least a decade old. Uh, seriously, it, microphone, that's a great thing about a good microphone. This one's so simple. As long as you're not dropping it and doing other things, it should last a really long time. So let's go back to our other micro real quick. Okay. So we've, we've a couple other principles. Remember that hang 10 principle. It's, it's super important. Like right now, my microphone is essentially the hang 10, eight, uh, six to eight inches. But again, you can play with that distance depending on the sound that you want, but you've gotta be careful because if you're talking, like I get excited, I get loud, and if I get really close and I get loud, you're gonna blow it out. And again, there is no recovery from that in your audio correction in your video editor or your sound tool. You know, it, it's just too loud is gonna be bad business. Too low, we can bring it up a little bit, right? Without too much distortion. Too loud, and it's like, just do it again, back up a little bit, adjust your, your dials and things like that. All right, okay, so we've got two mics. Now I'm gonna switch to a different mic. I need to uh, turn around here for a second because I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta be careful here. I, I put on some headphones and I almost made myself go deaf because of the feedback. And, and so I've got the mixing board and I wanna talk about lapel mics. And let's, before I go back there, I can get some close-ups. I have, and I know Jesse is linking uh, to our, the list of microphones that are all in there. This is a wireless lapel mic pack. And you can see one of the, one of the advantages already is I can go anywhere with this. I could stand up, I could walk across the room and I could, once it's on, I can still be recorded. So that is fantastic. Disadvantage with the t-shirt is it's not, lapel mics and t-shirts don't mix well. So I should have wore a button up or something that I could clip onto. But actually I, 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 I was going to do that and I thought, I'm just gonna do this so I can show you the disadvantage if you're wearing a t-shirt, if that's your organization, right? Um, this particular set of microphones uh, actually has two wireless packs with it. So you can have two speakers, which is pretty cool. It's got the clip, it goes in. Um, you could put a line into it if you wanted it with something else remote to it. But let me switch to my, my back one here. Okay, you can see, uh, I'm gonna have to change microphones for just a second. Oh, I better do this. I better mute this one first. We don't want we don't want too much feedback. So I'm gonna switch to. I hope this is the right one. Can you still hear me? Okay, you can hear that. I hope I tapped the microphone, so I think you can still hear me. Um, so back here, gonna get this to focus. So the a whole different production. So this is the this is the wireless receiver. And basically, this is just this one has two different types of plugs. This one I plugged it in uh, XLR, but you could—I don't know if you guys can even see me on camera. You could put this directly into a, a like a camera. So that's the benefit of this is it works pretty well. Um, I I put it into the board because that was convenient. Uh, but you could run it into a, like a DSLR camera, maybe with the right conversion kit to an iPhone or something like that. So it has a little bit more flexibility. Um, I'm gonna turn this up a little bit. The, the nice thing with a board like this is you get a lot more control. I don't know how well you can see it, but like all these dials do stuff. That is literally, you can control your EQ, the gain, you got levels, master levels, you can have multiple, on this board you can have multiple inputs. You know, I can pick up my headphones and listen to it. 
So there, there's a lot of flexibility here with this in terms of like getting and controlling the sound. It is also a lot more complicated because I also have to adjust these things. If I, you know, if I add a bunch of, uh, of low, it's going to affect the way it sounds. But maybe like if I'm not listening to that, I don't know if it sounds good. And so you want to be just really mindful of that um, kind of that dynamic. So uh, again, the board like this is is really interesting. Uh, it, it's kind of fun to play with, but I have a hard time recommending it. But the wireless microphone, because it is a wireless pack, again, if I have a DSLR camera, I have, you know, uh, uh, actually, I think I have one in here. Maybe I, I don't, but a digital recorder, I could record into something else. I could, I could route that in and then that makes it, gives me ultimate flexibility, but you can hear the sound. I don't know, uh, hopefully it, it sounds okay. Uh, I, I probably switched. There we go, back to the, the lapels. Um, it sounds probably okay, but it's gonna be really affected by room as well. However, uh, it's, it's ultimate flexibility if you're on camera. So, uh, you know, I think, again, this is really great, especially if you're doing like interviews Having a lapel mic is is really handy because the other thing I can do is I can I can you know again I can I can be back here in this in this shot back here and and this isn't gonna affect that fact that you can still hear me and which is something I was I was super worried about you know I can turn my uh, so much stuff to move here I can turn this and be like hello uh, and it works right uh, so that's that's the lapel microphone uh, again. Just another option in microphones. I, I actually do like the lapel microphones, um, but not something, like it's it's harder for me to get it set up uh, because I work at my desk all the time. I work from home. So my shotgun mic is just there and it's easy because it's always on. The lapel mic is like, I'm getting out the camera. I'm gonna be someplace where, uh, you know, I might be outside or I might be at an, an event. Uh, I often take my gear with me to trade shows and conferences and with intentions of shooting video. And, and the cool thing, again, this this particular setup that I've got, uh, I can I can put this on me, I can put this on, another one on my my guest or person I'm talking to, and we can, we can have a conversation and record it. Whereas a shotgun mic can only get one person. The Yeti, you could do that, but again, that proximity, you're gonna have to be pretty darn close to each other. You're gonna have to like each other or it's gonna sound really hollow and open. Whew, how are we doing on time? Uh, okay, so a question Will had asked about the lapel mic. Does it have a preamp? And uh, in terms of like, I'm not the best with terminology with, with, with preamp. So I'm, I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna Google this live. So typically I think that means like a power, right? Like it's giving it some uh, li level lines and signal boost stuff and uh, mine, it will work directly into a camera, so I don't think it needs anything else beyond what it is. Uh, in this case, it could get power from the board, but it doesn't need the board. Uh, it's powering itself. So uh, only four AA batteries, uh, so two AA batteries per piece. So the receiver, the, the, the mic pack, and then another two for the other mic pack. So, uh, okay, we are about halfway like through our time, we've got, we might end a little early today and that's always okay. So before we do that, uh, let me just say, if you've been following the show, we're so grateful. 
over 500 subscribers on YouTube already. So thank you everyone who's subscribed, everyone who's listening on the podcast, everyone who's ever watched an episode, commented, shared. We are so grateful for you. Now, TechSmith has a lot to offer, and we, we just ask that if you haven't used one of our products, Snagit or Camtasia, go give them a spin. 30 days, 15 days, trials, free. Go see what they can do for you to help you level up your communication. We're all about leveling up, leveling up our images, leveling up our video. We know that TechSmith's got a lot to offer and a lot more coming down the pike. So now, with that all said, why are we talking about microphones? If this is a, the visual lounge, why microphones? Because... In a video viewer study, so this is a study that, re that TechSmith ran. We've, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, go see the episode with Dr. Jane Bozarth uh, in December. But we talked about you know, video viewer preferences. And the number one thing that was the most important thing in the videos that they, people said were good is audio quality. And if you're not making videos with good audio quality, you're going to lose your audience. It's going to be harder for them to watch. It's going to be less information retained. And there's a great study that uh, I'll have to see if I can get, grab the link for it. I don't know if the, it's one of those things like I actually emailed the person that did the research and they sent me a copy. I don't know. I don't, so it's not mine to share. I have to see if there's one that's publicly available. But what they said, they, and I've talked about this, but they've, they basically did research to say like, when you have audio quality that's poor, how does that reflect on the person speaking? And listeners said that when audio quality was poor, they thought the person was less intelligent. Now, I know listeners of the Visual Lounge are not less intelligent. You guys are amazingly intelligent. You've got awesome things to say. You've got great wisdom, instructions, things to tell us about. And so we want you to come off your best. So that's one of the reasons we're talking about microphones today. Uh, so we've got a couple more things to go through. Uh, at least one more mic that's kind of the, it, it is the big dog. It is one of my favorite microphones. Uh, uh, before the show, we are looking to see availability. It looks like this particular model is no longer available. However, uh, the company's still in business. They still make lots of microphones, but I love it. It is a little bit more pricey microphone, but I love it because it, it in certain circumstances, it just has such a good sound. So should we dive in? Should we look at this this last microphone? We've got one, two, three. We hear the, the shotgun microphone, which is an Audio-Technica 870, I believe. Uh, it's just a little guy. Uh, but let's talk about the SE2200. Uh, it, uh, in all full disclosure, a number of years ago, we set out on, we're going to review microphones. And we reviewed, I think, 10 different microphones. It's kind of like we're doing today. Just turned them on, recorded. We had uh, our colleague Ryan not record voiceover, and we had... Um, I think uh, Kate Ryan at the time, I think recorded some voiceover. We even did some in a different language to see if that made a difference. Um, and we laid out, and this was our number one choice for microphones. Now, the, the downside is it is more expensive. You know, that sweet spot being $100, it can be that if you spend a little bit more, more money, you're going to see some differences, but I don't think this is a mic for everyone or every circumstance. So let's, let's go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna, I need to switch microphones here again. So uh, let me just mute, unmute, and then let me switch over here. Oh, I should have moved it. Okay, here we go. It's, it's, a, it's a beast, uh, but hopefully you can hear me. Uh, and so it, if it's going through the right microphone, you can already maybe hear a difference and I can get really close and we can, we can talk this way. Um, I think if you're in a studio, and again, I can get that hang 10 principle, 
I think it's got a really great sound. It's nice. Uh, now, pop filter. This is a good thing. You want a pop filter. You want to put that right, be kind of as close as possible. And what it's going to do is just, again, catch some of those plosives, popping sounds. Because uh, you don't want, no one wants to hear those. So I apologize for doing those in your ear. But you notice as I sit back, oh, moving my arm. If I sit back, right, it's it's catching the kind of that full volume of the room, the echo, bouncing off the doors over here. But if I can get a little bit closer, I don't have to speak as loud. And hopefully, you can you can hear the difference. And so now this is where we can we can have some fun because we can, you know, channel our our inner movie guy in a world where. The Visual Lounge is on every YouTube channel. I don't know. You, you know, you can have some fun with it. So you can immediately see the difference. But why don't I like this microphone for, for most situations? If you're doing workplace communication type things, you're talking in a Zoom meeting, you're in a webinar, you're, uh, you know, or you're just recording something, notice that, you know, right now I'm facing away from my camera. But the reality is, I'm going to have to have this microphone basically in front of me. And I don't know about you, but I don't like this in front of me. One, it, it visually disrupts if I need to use my keyboard, or if I need to see um, everything, you know, anything in front of me, it's going to be in the way. It is also, it's a heavy microphone, so it's going to be hard to put it on a stand. So what you want to think about is like, is this microphone going to be something I can get out of my way? Am I going to put it in my, in, in, or am I going to put it somewhere I can reach it? I, I think that's the same thing with the Yeti, right? It, it, it's a beast. It is big, you know, just like it is big as my head. It's comparison wise to the SE, it's about the same, a little bit bigger with the stand. But the challenge is, is you're really going, it's going to have to be close to you. And close is fine, but when you're on camera, that's no bueno. It's no good. Uh, so that's why like lapel mics are great for like interviews because there's no thing in nothing in front of you. That's why I like my shotgun microphone because it can be out of the shot and I can still get good enough quality because I can be close enough and it can be directed correctly. But this one, you know, uh, I was reading a lot of musicians actually like this microphone. I can, and I can imagine it gives really clear sound, right? It, it's going to work in a lot of circumstances. Now, it is because it's XLR, I can also do a lot of the dialing in of the sound on the board. Um, but that's going to take work. And most of us don't want to do that work. Let's be honest. Uh, do you, I, most of us don't want to spend time tweaking whether how much mid and high and low you're going to put in your recording. Uh, you're not going to want to spend time playing you know, with the EQ and do I do the gain, the pass the filters, all that stuff. It's a lot for most of us. We have a job to do and it, our job is we need to teach somebody something or we need to market something or we need to show somebody or communicate something. For most of us, our job does not say you are a video creator. You might be a video creator because that you're using that as a medium to communicate these things. But again, why I don't think this is the mic for most of us is exactly this reason is I think it becomes cumbersome in terms of the work that you have to do to get it right. Now, if you do spend the time doing that work and it's on your, your board and you, I would jot those down in case someone else comes and uses it, or you can leave it like I do on my small mixer. That's great. It actually works really well uh, until it gets bumped and you forget. Like I've definitely moved my mixer and then I've had Jesse in chat and 
are how she shares like questions with me saying, Matt, you're too hot. You got to make adjustments. You got to make adjustments, right? So you have to just kind of make sure you know those things as you, as you move things around. Uh, so, but it's a great mic. I, I really do like it. I, I, I'm not a fan of the, was the ASMR or whatever, uh, but you could do that with this microphone. It would be really fun. Um, so again, uh, just looking here, it, it, it's a great mic. And one thing, if I, I'm going to try this, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to see this here. I want to be careful about kind of how I'm showing things. I'm going to switch camera views and I know I'm talking, let me, let me switch back to mic. Okay. So now you should be able to hear me on my shotgun. Uh, if I switch to this view, oh, you're, there's my shirt. Uh, if you look at the microphone, it's going to be hard to tell, but get the pop filter out of the way. You can see on this microphone, I hope it's little in there is a circle. That circle in there, that is the pickup pattern. There, I think I switched back when I switched views. There we go. Now I'm at, hopefully you can hear me better. Uh, so, okay, that circle in there, that is the pickup, the pickup in there. That is the thing that is the diaphragm that's catching all that sound. Uh, it's hard to see in there because it's a circle, but like you can, you, hopefully you can see it. The other thing I'll say about that is it is fragile. It will break. It is not rough and ready. It, it is, uh, if you drop this microphone, there's a good chance this microphone will not be worth anything. And so you just want to be really mindful about your microphones. Even a Yeti, I would be careful. Some of them are, are built pretty tough because of the way they're designed. But you got to be careful. Microphones are sensitive. Uh, you know, this little microphone's probably a little bit easier. So, whoo. But I love, the, I love the SE for its sound, but it's, again, great for voiceover work, great for certain things, just not for kind of everyday fit and, fit and kind of wear of what you might do. Same with the Yeti. I love it. I think it's really good, uh, but I don't want it in front of me. So I don't want it that, that bulky thing. Now, I'm, what I, maybe I can do this. We're going we're gonna to go off script here. What I was planning. I'm going to try this. I can't guarantee it's going to work. Uh, I'll show you my shotgun mic because it's one thing I, I don't show you on on screen ever, right? It's always off. You maybe see it sometimes gets in the screen, but let's see if we can see it here. There you go. That is the, the shotgun microphone. You can see a little bit behind the scenes. It's hard to hold my giant phone. It's like moving. I'm like moving backwards. Hello. There we go. Nope. Wrong way. <laughs> okay. Let's see if we got it dialed in there. So you can kind of see there's the label on it. It's just sitting above me and that's all it's doing. So it's, it's great. I don't have to move. Uh, it's always there. It's out of my line of sight for the most part. So like when I'm doing meetings or I'm just working, I'm not trying to get it out of the way. It's not taking up desk space. Uh, so I do recommend Shotgun. Again, it's XLR. It's going into, I can show you my little mixer here because that's something I never get to show either. So it's just, that's the mixer. It's tiny. One input. It's got a very little few controls. Pretty easy, uh, not super expensive. Uh, if you're gonna do XLR and you know you're just gonna need one microphone, I think that is also the way to go. Uh, the big guy back there, the big mixer is just so much. It's, we have it in our studio. We've used it when we were doing live shows with multiple guests and people like in studio. Maybe we'll get back to that point. Um, you know, multiple inputs and things like that. And that that is perfectly fine if that's what you're, like on a multi-set shoot, 
Uh, although if you're doing a multi-set shoot, you might have other other microphones, but and there are lots of options, lots of lapel mics. You know, a lot you could have multiple boom mics set up for multiple guests and things like that. But then you know, it's all adds work depending on what you're trying to do. So let's when you're picking your microphone. Remember, pick one that's going to work for your environment. So think about the environment you're in. Is it noisy? Is it got lots of sound? You need freedom of movement, like a lapel mic. Think about simplicity. The easier it is, the more likely you are to, to use it and be successful. Um, and think about kind of what else sits, suits your needs for a microphone. There's, there's so many great microphones out there. And again, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars you really can get a microphone that's going to fit for your needs. Now, one thing, I, I have a, a friend. He is a voiceover artist. That's a lot of his work is that. He does instructional design and other stuff too. A couple of years ago, we were talking about microphones and he's like, I hate the Blue Yeti. I was like, really? I mean, it's just so easy. Uh, it just works, you know? It sounds pretty good. And he's like, not for my voice. He's like, he was so keyed in. So that's the other thing. And it's hard to try microphones, but you might find one that works best for you one because how many of you if we invisible hand raise you can do it at home how many of you hate your voice or don't like hearing your voice i hear that all the time and look your voice is your voice it is the way you sound there's lots of reasons you sound that way right that your diaphragm your air is coming up through your vocal cords and your vocal cords are getting filled that sound is getting filtered through your jaw and your neck and your head and it sounds differently that's okay that's how you hear you. That's not how I hear you. But mic the microphone, you want one that's going to make you feel like you sound good. So, okay. Christy's asking, oh, I knew this question was going to come up. I should have done more reading and remembering. He asked, comment a little on the difference between dynamic and condenser microphones. Uh, and I, I will be honest, I always get confused by which one's which uh, because it's one of those things I don't worry about it too much. Uh, I just go because, uh, you know, with the microphone that I think is going to, that works for me. And I, it's not like I'm buying microphones all the time either. Uh, but a, a dynamic is really good for capturing like loud, strong sounds like uh, drums, loud vocals. They're not going to be as sensitive. Condenser mics are going to be a lot more sensitive to those, those things. Uh, and I, I can't remember which one. Um, one of them is very sensitive to being like broken, like too much and it's going to break. And I think it's condensers. Uh, microphones can are much more easily broken where it connects. Um, you know, this is where I, I'd say like, I wish I could remember everything about I've ever learned about microphones, but I don't remember a lot more than that. Um, and so what I'd recommend is, you know, talk, talk to people, read reviews and see what they've what are they using it for? Why they're using it? But I, I often think of dynamic as like you're at, at a assembly. You got a lot of people and they've got a microphone. It's they got to really hold it close and talk to it, right? It's gonna it's gonna need lots of sound. Whereas uh, the condenser is gonna be much much more sensitive. Um, Garth asked the question, "What model of the mini mixer did you show?" That is in Jesse. If you'll share that the link to the microphone gear guide, um, because I don't remember. It's a it's a Behringer. I know that that's the brand. There might be other models, brands that are just as good, if not better. Uh, but it's in that the link is in there uh, because it's it's one that I've I've had it for multiple years. I actually bought it uh, when I was start. I started my own personal podcast a long time ago uh, and got this microphone, got this this mixer, and I've I've just used them ever since. And I've loved the way they sound and 
I love the way they make me feel. It makes me feel good. Like I'm sounding good. So, oh, and Christy, no worries about putting me on the spot. That's what we're here for. I, I just don't always have the answers. And I will, now I'm going to go and read about condensers versus dynamic mics. All right. Uh, you know, I think I, I'm just going to check through my list here. Uh, oh, one thing I didn't talk about that I want to make sure we talked about placement with most microphones, lapel mics placement. I mentioned how they're not great on t-shirts, but one of the things to be really mindful of on a lapel mic is its placement. You know, the lapel by nature is if you think about like a suit jacket or some type of jacket, a lapel is on the side. I, I prefer if you can put the, the lapel mic or the lavalier mic in the center but you don't want it, again, too far down or even too far up. If it's too far up, it will get kind of caught under the chin and won't be able to capture that sound that's coming out of your voice up here. So just be mindful of where you're placing your your lapel mic. And, and with any of these microphones, especially if you're doing like a something that is like a one-time only, we can't go back and redo it, listen and check your sound get headphones and see if there's a way to monitor sound I, I on both the mixers i can do that uh it's a little harder with uh the setup i've got right now but i, I mean i could but you want to make sure it's sounding good before you hit record because there's nothing more it is so frustrating to get bad audio uh, i'm gonna share a very tragic story i was on a business trip and I had the good fortune of being in Scotland and in the UK. Uh, and I was visiting with a good friend and uh, someone who used to do training on Camtasia, Stuart Milton. Stuart, if you ever see this, hello, hope you're doing well. And we went and shot some video and we were talking with, a, a, like, I think it was a general manager of a, the football club in Glasgow. He, Stuart worked with them and did some stuff, business with them and they were using Camtasia at the time. And I went and interviewed him and I did this whole interview about why they were using it, how was what what they were using it for cuz it's kind of a unique uh interesting use case like to put like videos up on their big giant digital billboard which is pretty awesome. And I had a digital recorder. So it wasn't a, I had a lapel microphone plugged into it and I got back and I was going through my footage cuz I thought I'd recorded it really well but turns out I'm dumb. <laughs> That's all there. It was just dumb. And it, the digital recorder was paused. I got camera audio, which is kind of scratch audio, but it was super noisy, lots of birds, lots of, because we were out in the stadium. And there was nobody there but, but us, but, so that wasn't the case, but it was just noisy anyway. And I couldn't use the footage. I could not tell that story with the footage we had because it was such bad audio. So... With that said, double check your audio settings. Make sure you're capturing what you want. Check your inputs. Make sure you're not redlining. You're not too low. Have someone else checking it for you if you can. You know, when movies are being made, they someone's listening the whole time. Is that getting captured? Is that getting captured? Does that sound right? Is it too loud? Is it too soft? So if you, you're the one that's being on camera, have someone else monitoring. In fact, throughout the show, uh, thank you, Jesse. She has been listening along with y'all and she's been giving me kind of thumbs ups, like that sounds good, sounds good. Oh, nope, 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 you changed you change scenes and so different microphone. And so that is essential to make sure you're checking those things. Okay. I know it's it's a one time, one man show today. We don't have a guest, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap things up on a little bit of a, a speed round because I wanna go through these quickly. And then if you got any other questions, make sure you put them in the chat right now 
because once we get through speedrun, I'll answer questions and then we'll be done. So here we go. Oh, came up on the wrong one. I was expecting to come up on a studio cam, which is, I think, just showing, showing, showing my desk. Hello. Okay. Speed round questions. Number one, what microphone would you recommend? If I have to pick and choose, I would say the easiest and far most, like the best value for money is the Blue Yeti. However, if you're going to invest a little bit more and you want uh, some similar setup to I, I am, I, I recommend the Audio-Technica shotgun mic and the mixer. However, it is going to double the price. Number two. Uh, what gear order should I buy? Because I really want a better camera. We all want better cameras. We want clarity. We want this 4K beautiful picture or 1080p picture. We want to look good on camera. However, if you've been watching the show, you know I recommend the order of the three things you should buy is first, get a microphone. Audio is the number one reason people will stop watching your video. If it's bad audio, they will stop. So number one, get a microphone. Number two, I know you want the camera, but lighting will make a big difference for whatever camera that you have. So get get some lighting. It doesn't have to be expensive, but between lighting and microphone, you're gonna improve the quality of whatever videos you're making if you're on camera. If you're making screen capture videos, guess what? You don't need lighting. Good, you don't need a camera either. You've got, just get a really good microphone. Three, now you can upgrade your camera. Uh, there might be some other gear in there that you might want that be supplemental that might actually be helpful. For instance, tripods. Things that actually just improve the quality of, of whatever you're doing. You know, if I'm handheld holding my camera and, and showing you guys video from that, I'm going to make people sick. I do have this little tripod. It wasn't, it's not perfect, but it makes it so I can set it up at least and give you a better view. Okay. Really, that's all I've got for speedrun questions. I mean, I will say that today I have had a sword fight and uh, pretended to be attacked by a bear and uh, yeah, ate pizza with my 10 year old. So it's been a good day. In addition to lots of other TechSmith work, uh, he's home because the wind knocked out power. Okay, uh, last questions here. Let's see, we got uh, Christy, thanks for being here. Do you uh, use any, I think it's, do you use any noise reduction or processing despite very good audio microphone? So that's a great question. Uh, in post-production, I will. If I'm recording something that I'm going to take into Camtasia, I will I will typically see if noise reduction is going to make a difference. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that's a post-production thing that I'll do. I don't use anything with live. And, um, you know, when we put this on to YouTube, it is straight audio. Uh, I recommend that you check that. One of the, the, the dangers in post-production audio, background noise removal, cleanup and stuff like that, is we get aggressive with it and we try to remove too much. And if you've ever done that, you know it sounds even worse than if you didn't take out the noise. So yes, I, I do some. I try to be very judicious about it and only do what is needed. Like like I would much have rather have a little bit of noise than take out too much. Does that make sense? So definitely, definitely do that. Garth, great speedrun question. Garth, what is Matt's favorite podcast to listen to? Uh, good question. Uh, I have several that I, I have listened to regularly for a long time. Um, one that I consistently go back to and I recommend people listen to it. If, even if you're not interested in the topic, the production quality is amazing and I'll recommend a particular episode. And it, it's not really fair because it's NPR, National Public Radio here in the US, but it's called Radio Lab. And I love Radiolab and I've loved it for a long time. One, because I, I love science. I, long, 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 long time ago, I thought I might become a science teacher like at a community college level because I loved it. I loved all that stuff. 
But Radiolab has amazing way of telling stories and, and bringing about information, but their sound design is fantastic. The way they use audio to tell the story and help you imagine what is going on is unparalleled in my mind. And the episode I'd point you to is go look for Radiolab and the one about the mantis shrimp. And I'll give you a little spoiler because it's been out for a long time, so I'm not, I don't think I'm ruining anything. Mantis shrimp can see more colors than humans can by far, by billions of more colors. And they found a way to represent that through sound. It's awesome. So I love Radiolab. I love the stories they tell, and I love the way they put to get those things together. And if I could, if I could turn this show into a Radiolab style about audio, video and images and audio, I totally would. But it, it is also a ton of work, and there's a reason why they are uh, actual professionals at doing that work, and it's a full-time job just to do that. But that's that's one of my favorites. There's there's several others that I listen to that aren't really notable for uh, any other reason than I get personal development and joy and gain out of them. But Radiolab is one that I, I love going back to. It. And sometimes I can sometimes I can let my kids listen to it. Uh, so there's a couple that, you know, topics are maybe a little bit off. So, all right. Well, I think that wraps up to for today. I hope you learned a little bit about microphones. You know, there is, there's a ton of different microphones. If you're not using an Audio-Technica, a Yeti, or one of these other ones, it's okay. Use the microphone you have. Learn how to use it well. Because if you can learn to use it well, that will take you a long way. Even if it's a cheap old microphone, you're like, oh, it's not a great microphone. Learn its quirks. Learn the way to talk into it. Learn the distance that's going to work best. Learn all those things, and you will be much, much, much more successful than if you're using like the built-in microphone. And if that's all you've got, all you've got is a built-in microphone, play with it. Figure out what you can do. You know, look at those digital settings, your sound settings. Can you adjust those? Can you do something to eliminate the noise from the fan? Can you get closer to it? Can you get further? Like whatever you need to do, because that is the spirit of the visual lounge, right? We want to level up everything that we're doing and you don't have to spend money to level up. You have to spend, put some time in, you might have to put a little elbow grease, we're like figuring out, but you know what? We're here to support you because we want you to be better and we want you to make awesome videos. So as we wrap up today, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the Visual Lounge, please do so. It just helps us to know, one, that there's value there. We want to make sure you're not missing uh, key episodes and information. We've got, let's see, next week, Jesse Leahy is, we're going to, he's going to be on. We, we've we actually talked to Jesse before. It, it, spoiler alert, it's, it is a repeat. I'm going to be at Learning Solutions. So if you're there, say hi to me. Um, but it's such great information. It's so valuable information. We want to bring it back with some additional insights. Uh, we've got... Coming up, Mark Lassoff. If you don't know Mark, Mark is doing amazing things with video. He's got he's he has been a Udemy instructor. He's done tons and tons and tons and tons of things. He is amazing. And then we got Diane Howells coming on on May fifth, I believe it is. And she's going to talk. We talked about microphone leveling up. She's going to talk about leveling up our visual presence on camera. Because if you're going to be on camera, we want you to look good. So lots of great episodes coming up. We look forward to having you here and asking questions or listening to the podcast and joining us there. You can always email us with questions, comments, thoughts at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. With that said, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you take a little bit of time to level up every single day. Thanks, everybody. Bye.